This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big line? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. Warren, here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome. It is uh, Wednesday, 28 December, Year of Our Lord, 2022. I uh, really want to thank Real America's Voice for having us up during Christmas week. We're really, really excited about that um, and want to thank them uh, for everything. Uh, these shows have been, quite frankly, action-packed, and we're going to continue on. I want to bring in Natalie Winters. She is the leading investigator in this country, and that's both good news and kind of sad news, right? The number one investigator in this country against all odds on the infiltration of the Chinese Communist Party into every aspect of your life, every aspect of your life. The Chinese Communist Party, the illegitimate rulers of the Chinese people, are as tough and as cunning and as smart of any enemy this country has ever faced. And given the scale of the country, they have illegally taken over, right? And 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 the in the amazing productivity of the Chinese people and the amazing um, scale of that nation, they are an existential threat like we've never had before. And to add to it, they have uh, bought and paid for our elites. You know, the, 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 the uh, professor who wrote this uh, book on the Thucydides trap, this is Kissinger's thing, this Thucydides trap that, you know, you have rising powers and declining powers based on the Peloponnesian War. And that I think 14 times in, in history, uh, you've had this situation where a, a declining global power and a rising power have come in conflict. And I think, you know, six times it's led to, you know, an incredible devastating war. But a couple of other times where the declining power is able to nudge the rising power and to kind of accept the way that they ran that peace was there. And that was what Kissinger and Allison, um, uh, Graham Allison were, were pitching. Right, the, the, so they're strapping. This is what all the elites in this country were the declining power, we're a power in decline, right? And, and the China's the rising power, CCP's rising power. So we should just kind of nudge them along and get them to accept free market capitalism and all that. So he came to the embassy one day for lunch. We talked for about three or four hours, and I went to the book and I said, Hey, look, uh, professor, not just that you guys try to sell the same thing back in the early 70s with Russia because you did the same two guys. The same two guys try to sell the Soviet Union as a rising power, America decline. I said, let's leave that aside. Let's leave the unpleasant history of you and Kissinger trying to sell that before, which was dead wrong. Let's just talk about the book itself. I said, you know what's interesting? Not one time in the book that you wrote and all the backup that you and Kissinger provide, do the elites in the country, the, the power that's declining, make more money on the way down than they made on the way up? And he's like, hubba da hubba da hubba da hubba da hubba da. I said, isn't that the central point? That our elites have been bought and paid for, but they're making more. Look at the concentration of wealth in this country. What's happened over the last 10 or 15 years? This is all kind of well thought through. This ain't a conspiracy. It's an open. They're up in your face about it. And this is why Natalie Winters is so important and so important to America at, at this time in its history. 
And it's great that a young woman would step up with that intellect and commitment and, and, and focus to do this type of investigative reporting. It's also pretty sad when we've got to depend upon a 20-year-old or 21-year-old right out of the University of Chicago, who a couple of years ago was in high school and prep school in L.A. Think about that for a second. But that's where we are. But the research is cutting edge. Now, Natalie, you brought this up a while ago. And the reason I bring this up, there's a big think piece. And people have to understand, Axios and Politico, these are the ones that drive the narrative. Not MSNBC and that, but MSNBC, I'm not saying it's down market. It's it's obviously mass. But the, the, the leaders and the thought leaders are these news sites and these think tanks. And Politico is very powerful. Axios is very powerful. And there's a handful of others. Politico has, you know, they has this big think piece. Right, this big think piece that the the hardliners, the hardliners and the anti CCP hardliners are really taking America in a bad direction, right? And that particularly, they see the tectonic plate shift that we forced by driving the over the window over here, and particularly making sure the most important thing we've done is to separate the Chinese Communist Party from the Chinese people. Everybody thought it was China, China, China. No, 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 no. It's 1.4 billion people, right? Or 1.3 billion, whatever your calculation is. There's a lot. There's only 90 million communists, members of the Chinese Communist Party. And they're not communists. It's just the old emperor's, you know, apparatus that they run the country with. Of that, it's only a couple thousand that matter. And in, in the factions and the clans that fight each other, you get down to a couple of dozen meaningful players. That's who controls illegitimately. And because, wait for it, the United States of America, after the war, we allowed this to happen. We had all the power in China. To make sure that you could have a free democratic China. And I'm not saying Chiang Kai-shek and these folks were the best because they were not corrupt up to their eyeballs. Okay. But the United States, the Chinese people and the Russian people that took the brunt of the fascists and the imperial Japanese army were left to kind of deal with themselves with these horrible dictators in the Bolsheviks in, in Moscow and in, 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 uh, in Peking at the time. So this big think piece comes out and says, no, 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 we're not thinking about this. This decoupling, all this, this is really bad. And we got to figure out how to have a, essentially have a group hug, right? And then I look down and it's from my favorite, the Carnegie Endowment of Peace. And I go, wow. I said, I think good old Natalie Winters, I think she'd been on these folks for a while. And Shazam, she certainly has. Natalie, this is, this gets to the heart of the infiltration into our nation among our elites. I want you to take it. Tell me about this guy. Tell me about the Carnegie Institute for Peace that's right there in Washington, D.C., one of the biggest, most prestigious think tanks, and their relationship, ma'am, to the Chinese Communist Party. Sure. So this article, it's titled, The Fevered Anti-China Attitude in Washington is going to backfire. Uh, even though the byline says it's by John Bateman, it very well could have been authored by the Chinese Communist Party because the talking points that run through it really are straight from Beijing. Some of their Made in China 2025 initiatives calling for the United States and China to maintain close ties in the technological field, but really just more broadly that Americans should not view China as a competitor, but rather a collaborator. And like you said, these are kind of the old tried and tested talking points um, of the old establishment, whether it's Russia or China, trying to really gaslight the American people to have them perceive their reality as untrue, that the Chinese Communist Party is actually an ally, when in reality, it's the largest existential threat um, to the United States and our way of life. But what's so interesting, and I think why this piece really resonated with so many people, especially those of us who follow Chinese Communist Party 
infiltration into academia and think tanks um, and media is this really is a perfect example of how the Chinese Communist Party really launders their talking points through American figureheads. And I would say really one of the organizations at the railhead of this is the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace. Um, and what's so interesting just keeps us in, in the back of your mind as I kind of list chapter and verse all the, all the ways this group is tied to the Chinese Communist Party. Our current director of the CIA, Bill Burns, he used to be the president of this think tank. So when you talk about the national security state um, and how powerful they are over really all aspects um, of our current political system, this is just another perfect example of how they've really opened the floodgates um, for Chinese Communist Party infiltration. But this author in particular, a guy by the name of John Bateman, who's a senior fellow in their technology and international affairs program, um, not only has he been listed as authors on several papers published by the Carnegie Institute um, that have actually been funded explicitly by Chinese Communist Party influence groups, particularly a group known is the China-United States Exchange Foundation. Um, this is a group that really leads China's what's called United Front Effort, which is a multi-billion dollar political warfare operation um, that Chinese elites themselves have called their, quote, magic weapon to advance communism. Um, it's really when you kind of get into the nitty gritty of how China actually compromises American elites, this is the mechanism whereby they do it. Um, but the Carnegie Endowment, really has created dozens of people like John Bateman. Not only do they have several Chinese Communist Party members um, and members of Chinese Communist Party influence groups on their board, but they routinely accept very large financial donations from them. Their American scholars contribute to Chinese state-run publications, journals like the China-U.S. Focus, um, alongside you know commanders and admirals from China's military and naval forces. So that really shows you uh, what kind of Chinese Communist Party entities these people are interacting with. Um, and I really think it shouldn't be lost on anyone, the gravity of this influence campaign that has emanated, not just from the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace, but really entire, all, all of Think Tank Row in Washington, D.C. Because back in 2012, QCEF, again, this Chinese influence group, had partnered with the Carnegie Endowment to publish the U.S.-China Security Perceptions Project. And really, the core thesis of this document, um, which included a host of, you know, American politicians, people who, you know, now work in the Biden regime, uh, very influential people, the central thesis was to emphasize cooperation over competition. And basically, what you see is that from then on, the, the Carnegie Endowment and all of their so-called experts really have just kind of washed, rinse, repeat, maybe changed these, these talking points every now and then. But it really is the, the broader narrative, the broader push, this Thucydides trap idea, which is, I mean, oppressively or aggressively anti-American. It's always betting against America. Um, but it really is the idea that America should not confront China um, on any issue. In this case, it's, it's technology. Um, but what's, what's so interesting, too, I think just to kind of extrapolate, you know, Don Bateman wrote a book about decoupling with China. And the person who wrote the foreword for it was former Google CEO Eric Schmidt. And the Carnegie Endowment is also extensively funded by a bunch of these big tech companies. Um, but also there's, of course, you know, federal government funding that goes into it. It, it really is in some ways a state run think tank. Um, and I think you have to understand that, you know, I think we're learning day by day that a lot of these social media platforms 
our state-run social media entities, right, like Twitter. But I think there's a component, right, for example, this Politico piece is, is a perfect glowing example of it. But that there's also an element of state-run media going on here in the United States where you see a lot of these American kind of intelligence agencies in partnership with the Chinese Communist Party are really laundering um, this bizarre theory, this bizarre Thucydides trap theory, this bizarre collaboration over confrontation um, angle and approach to the Chinese Communist Party. And I think the best part of this article, too, uh, is that they try to say that the Biden regime has actually been difficult and been tough on China because they chose to sanction a few technology companies. And the timing of this is very curious because it's certainly coming just as we're going to be getting into congressional investigations into how Hunter Biden is compromised by China and really the entire Democratic Party and establishment. So they're trying to get ahead of this by saying, actually, Joe Biden is tough on the Chinese Communist Party, which I think anyone knows who, who follows politics, nothing could be further from the truth. We're we're going to get into this next uh, in the next uh, segments and through the rest of the hour about the collapse of the narrative. But part of this is obviously the the focus on uh, on on Fauci and the investigation in the Wuhan lab and the whole beginning of the COVID nineteen and the vax and all that. But I want to go back. We got about a minute. Just go back. Let's hit rewind. I want you to just go through the Carnegie Endowment of of the, invo- the their involvement, direct involvement with the Chinese Communist Party, as you found from your research. There's no better example of this than the fact that the founder um, and the ranking chairman of the United Front, um, which is, again, China's political warfare operation, a guy by the name of Tung Chi Hua, he visited the Carnegie Endowment and gave a speech there. They welcomed him with open arms um, a few years ago. From then on, they proceeded to open up institutes in China, partnering with state-run institutions like Sinhua University, um, which has launched cyber attacks against the United States, conducts espionage campaigns. It's also the alma mater of Xi Jinping. I know this think tank may be based in Washington, D.C., even though it does have offshoots in China, but it really should register as a foreign agent on behalf of the Chinese Communist Party because the talking points that come out of it, really, you can't cut any difference between that and what Beijing wants. Do you believe you have enough evidence that you could go and that they should be registered as a foreign agent representing the Chinese Communist Party? Yes or no? Will the lack of a red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden, more wasteful government spending, higher taxes, the deepening of inflation? And how do you protect your hard-earned savings from chaotic financial markets? The answer, by diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text Bannon to 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Birch Gold has almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Text Bannon to 989898 and claim your free, no-obligation info kit. Don't let the left devalue your savings. Own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bannon to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. Offers for free iPhones are usually too good to be true. Just like freedom itself, nothing in life is free. Mobile phone companies not only lock you into long-term contracts, but they also build the price of the phone into your bill with hidden fees. With Patriot Mobile, they can show you how to get the same iPhone interest-free without the games and no contract. 
Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks because they use the same towers as the major carriers. So you get the same great service while supporting a company that's fighting to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. Patriot Mobile also offers a performance guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch to either of the three major carriers they provide for free. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call their 100% U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. That's B-A-N-N-O-N. If you're fed up with woke companies that don't care about your values or our country, support a company that does. Patriot Mobile. You get there by going to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call 972-PATRIOT. Your host, Stephen K. Bannon. So we've never had, we've really never had in the history of this country a situation like this where we have an existential threat. And by the way, they're not shy. You know, we have the comedian, the present danger guys on here all the time. They're not shy. The CCP is not shy about saying they're at war with us. They declared a people's war a couple of years ago. They're not shy about saying they want to decouple from us. This is what they did in May of 2019 when they rejected, uh, they rejected the deal, the, 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 the takes care of the seven deadly sins on trade and, and cooperation. They walked away from it after taking us almost two years to negotiate it. They walked away in May of 2019 uh, to uh, to say, no, we can't do that, right? The Peter Navarro, what Peter had worked just nonstop on, we can't do that. And we're going to, and in that time, and Ian Bremmer says, Ian Bremmer calls it the most important geopolitical at that time event in the 21st century, where they made a declaration internally, they were going to decouple technologically, that they couldn't allow Facebook and Twitter and also all the advanced uh, d- developments in quantum computing that we could cut them off with and choke them down in 90 days. Capital and technology, we could finish the Chinese Communist Party and allow Lao Beijing to overthrow them in 90 days, 100 days, 100 days. So they're the ones that have been the aggressors. They're the ones that are at war with us, and they're open about it. And they unrestricted warfare, in the spectrum of unrestricted warfare, information warfare, cyber warfare, uh, political warfare, and most importantly, economic warfare. And their part is political warfare and economic warfare, which Natalie Winters has gone out chapter and verse and shown you the infiltration here in the United States into the biggest institutions, the most powerful institutions. And this gets to the heart of what the Hunter Biden situation is. Joe Biden was looked at as an asset they wanted to control, and they're going to go through the drug, uh, the drug uh, infested pervert son, right? But that's just that was just an access point. But it get to the heart of CEF. And everybody that was associated with, I knew this in the first 30 minutes of reading the documents, he had been all over New York society. Remember, he was with Schwartzman. He was not on the board of the Lincoln Center, but a huge donor to the Lincoln Center. He was on all the boards of the Asia Society. That That's high society New York. This is infiltrated. Let me repeat. It's infiltrated every aspect from Sequoia Capital. Sequoia Capital, you understand, is being investigated by the House Intelligence Committee as being a CCP front, Sequoia Capital. You know that. You're a CCP front out there, the top venture capital firm on what? Sand Hill Road out in California. Part of the, part of the hello, wait for it, part of the buying group of, uh, of, uh, of Twitter, along with Binance, right? And along with the CCP finance Tesla manufacturing 
shop, which they said, oh, we're going to take two weeks off over Christmas on that one. I think it's a love tap. Elon Musk, get your, you know, get, get your focus here. And until Elon Musk allows any of the really anti-hardcore, anti-down the CCP people to be back on, I don't see Miles Grow back on there. For Hey, Miles Grow may not be your cup of tea, but he's done more than any individual world to cite exactly what the problem is and identify him in the United States. And that's why they took him off Twitter. And that's what, wait for it, he ain't back on Twitter. Okay? They don't want this information out there. So, Natalie, you, you, you've cut to the heart of it. The thing is, it's so big in scale. And so I just want to make sure when I leave you, because you're going to write this one up, because we got to take on the Carnegie Endowment because they're emblematic of the of the um, of the of the insidious nature of what's happened here. And that piece just drove me crazy because they're trying to gaslight everybody on the spectrum. Remember, we've gone from the thing is uh, uh, cooperation right? The accommodationists, a cooperation to competition. They're really a strategic competitor. That's what the defense department says. Now Two, we're actually at war or they're at war with us. We're not at war with them. They're at war with us. And everybody's frightened running around. Can the seventh fleet stop them in, in the uh, South China sea? Can the seventh fleet stop them in an invasion or air naval blockade of, uh, of uh, Taiwan, Silicon Valley West that we allowed to happen. So Natalie on that spectrum, Given the level of uh, infiltration with good old cash money, what do you think has to happen to start to turn this around? And what would you like to see out of, we know we're going to have a joint committee, but you don't have banks running it. You're going to have a joint committee on, uh, on, on, uh, on a joint committee on China in the new, you know, he promised that that was one of McCarthy's promises, right? Now you don't have banks, you don't have the fire breather that's going to run it. But what would you like to see out of this Congress in its first couple of weeks to ha- to show that we're serious about beginning to confront the Chinese Communist Party in its essential takeover of the United States of America, ma'am? So when I first started doing my investigative reporting on CCP infiltration in the United States, I mean, I was 19 and I didn't really have any understanding of the scope of what was going on, right? I didn't come at it from this like meta worldview of I was going to uncover this very calculated multi-billion dollar effort to really penetrate every aspect of American society. So I just sort of went along doing it story by story, being able to pick out, you know, piece of information by piece of information. And there was so much information that it was really able to sustain my career uh, to this day, right? We're going on two, three years now. And what I, my reporting ha, has only been, been able really as a result of publicly available information, particularly through the Foreign Agent Registration Act. But there are a lot of groups, uh, a lot of these groups are sanctioned by the Trump administration, so they, they don't operate as much now, which is something that when Trump wins again, he should definitely continue and, and reverse the, the Biden uh, regime's reversal of those policies. But I think what we need to do, if you really want to get to the heart of it, these groups like the Chinese United States Exchange Foundation, uh, the Chinese uh, People's Association for Friendship and Foreign Contact, all these very euphemistic sounding names, these innocuous sounding groups, they all have American lobbyists who work in D.C. And part of it is these think tanks, right, like the Carnegie Endowment, they certainly launder their talking points. But I'm talking specifically about lobbying shops who also work for big companies like, you know, Amazon and Microsoft and Google. But a lot of these Chinese influence groups also have American lobbyists. And what we should do is we should subpoena 
every single American who has lobbied or worked on behalf of one of these Chinese Communist Party influence groups for all information and materials relevant to who they help these groups uh, liaise with, have meetings with, talk to, send over on free trips, subsidized trips to China. Because what's available through FARA in this database is 0.0001% of the entire story, right? Think about the Hunter Biden hard drive. That's maybe 1% of the entire story. And with what I've been able to uncover from FARA, I could only imagine with the power of the subpoena going after these people with who they've helped connect with the Chinese Communist Party, who they have effectively sold out to the highest bidder, right? Get the documents that underwrite that footnote that show the managed decline of the United States, the way to cut through the noise, cut, get the signal and actually get to the heart of this issue is to subpoena the Americans who have lobbied on behalf of these foreign influence groups and get the full list of names of people who have had ties to the Chinese Communist Party. And then from there, we'll go from there. <laughs> but I, I think dare, that's really I dare anybody out there to show me three minutes of CNN over the last 10 years, three minutes from MSNBC, from any of the major news broadcasts, and let's throw in Fox News, okay? That's a better, succinct summary of exactly where we are and what we should do than 22-year-old Natalie Winters. Natalie, what is your... 21. Um, <laughs> 21. The three years... Okay, got it, got it, got it. I don't want to... I don't want to... You're very... You're very it, she's very precise in her numbers. Um, Natalie, give me your... Uh, how do people get to you on social media? How do they follow you? Natalie G. Winters on all platforms. Natalie Winters, thank you. Honored to have you on here this morning. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, since we're near, this is essential to everything going forward to make sure that we fully understand how the uh, American ruling class and the elites uh, believe and support in the managed decline of this country and how their partners of this are the Chinese Communist Party. I want to go something too, to, but while we're in the market of busting narratives, I want to go to one, a Wall Street veteran, Ed Dowd. We've had Ed on here many times in the last couple of years, but Ed, your 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 uh, research keeps keeps getting better. Walk me through uh, your latest, sir, on this on the breaking the narrative of the vax. Yeah, sure, no problem, Steve. Thanks for having me on again. Uh, my team and I are meeting today to discuss what I'm going to discuss today before we put it on our website. But the bottom line is this: there's a, a very uh, distinct relationship between disabilities and the vaccine uptake. Uh, since February of 21. Uh, the uh, employed population of our country has been basically poisoned. That's what the numbers suggest. And the uh, correlation in the increase in disability rate is about 0.90 for 16 to 64 in the employed civilian labor force. Um, it's less of a correlation for over 65. It's about 0.6. That makes sense because the disability rate of the civilian labor force is much lower. So. What we're seeing is basically, since the release of the vaccines, a huge um, uh, increase in the disabilities, the disability rates of particularly the employed of the country, and the, the numbers just keep getting worse and worse. So uh, we'll be dropping this, this stuff soon, probably today or tomorrow on our website. Uh, so people can read it and analyze. Could it. there be any so, other? That's a pretty. That's a pretty harsh. When you say poisoned the working, uh, uh, the working population, that's a pretty tough charge could there be anything else in your mind that could cause have caused this correlation sir sure so 
obviously, uh, uh, correlation is not causation, but in the absence of any other expl explanation, at, at a base minimum, there's a health crisis in this country. Something's going on that's causing the employed of our country to experience disabilities at a, at a much higher rate than the rest of the general population. So until someone ex can explain to me that there's a new virus that only goes out to the employed that work in corporations with mandates or mid-sized companies with mandates, I'd, I'd love to hear that. And I'll uh, definitely take that under consideration. But in my humble opinion, and I told Senator Ron Johnson this uh, privately, this is a national security concern. Bottom line. Hey, hey, Ed, hang on one second. We're going to go back to Ed Dow. This crunched the numbers on this. We also have Dr. Paul Alexander about the biomedical security industry's coup against the sitting president. Yes, that president would be Donald J. Trump. All next in the world. Offer from My Patriot Supply. They're knocking off 25% on their four week emergency food kit. That's 25% off the four week emergency food kit. Go to mypatriotsupply.com right now to get this great deal. My Patriot Supply is charging less so they can help American families more. This amazing price. So get it while you can. These days, you can't depend on anything else but yourself for survival. Get this food today. You'll be grateful for it tomorrow. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and save 25% on each four-week emergency supply food kit. Your orders ship fast and free. Don't wait for the shelves to be empty. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. MyPatriotSupply.com. Fair warning. Listen to this convicted home title thief explaining what happens when he forges your home's title and takes over as the new owner. Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh, no, I have title insurance. It's in my name or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, nobody's calling you. You're living in a delusion. After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it or sold the property, it's 60 to 90 days for that person to even figure out that they're the victim of this crime. You start getting foreclosure notices. You've got four mortgages on your house. You don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. Home title fraud is growing two and a half times faster than credit card fraud. You could be a victim and not even know it. Here's how to protect yourself and verify your home's title is still in your name. Visit HomeTitleLock.com promo code radio. Then register your address for your no obligation home title report. A hundred dollar value you get for free. Again, get your free home title report at HomeTitleLock.com, promo code radio. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bath. Okay, welcome back. Uh, make sure if you didn't get the perfect gift under the tree from Santa, take advantage right now of these amazing discount prices over at MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com, promo code war. we got to put the promo code in and get the best deals. Pasovic. The, the best deals. Make sure you go check it out today. Uh, we still got the 80% off of, of the massive inventory clearance sale. Plus, you've got so many other sales. Buy one, get one free. And here's the kicker. If you don't love it, and we mean love it, you get a money-back guarantee up to the first end of the first quarter, March 31st of 2023. MyPillow.com. If you want to sleep the sleep of the just, sleep it on a product from MyPillow. So go check it out today. 
I want to go back down the, 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 you're a wall street guy, right? You're an investor, you're a trader. Um, but you, cause you guys are always looking for anomalies in the data. You first got attracted to this a couple of years ago when we first started having you on the show. And your first thing was about the, the difference in the mortalities. I want you to go back about your original theory of the case and what has been proven over time by the math. And then I want to go to these disabilities again before we, before you lose your. So tell me about your original theory of the case on the, on the increased mortality that you wrote the great uh, book about for Tony Lyons and the team over at Skyhorse. Yeah. So, you know, what got me interested in this was the sudden athletic deaths and anecdotes in my friend circle when the vaccine was introduced in 21. Statistically, if the vaccine was safe, I shouldn't be hearing about anything. That's a normal vaccine that's been vetted for seven to 10 years normally before it's stuck in the arms of people. So I got me interested. Uh, Dr. Malone came to the island. I became affiliated with him. He got my media profile up and I told him and others I was going to look at the insurance data. Had a Wall Street analyst, Josh Sterling, uh, help me uh, analyze that. He's now public doing his own thing, trying to get the insurance industry to admit there's a problem. And uh, in August of this year, all our numbers that we you know, previewed on your show were um, uh, ratified by the Society of Actuaries with their uh, survey of the group life policyholders, which showed 40% excess mortality for ages 25 through 64 in 2021 versus the general population of uh, 32%. Why that's interesting is because the, the group life policyholders have been proven in previous studies to be a much healthier population. They die at a, a, in a normal non-pandemic year, they die at a 30 to 40 percent mortality rate of the general U.S. population in any given year. That makes sense. They're employed. They're showing up to work. They're healthy. They have access to the best health care. They're educated, what have you. That flipped in 21, continues to flip in 2022. Uh, the the um, millennials experienced a, a very big increase into the third quarter of 2021, an 84% spike when the mandates were introduced. That's come off subsequently. And as of Q2, their excess mortality by uh, in the group life subset, the side of actuary numbers is 23%. Unfortunately, I have um, inside um, uh, skinny on what might be coming out for the third quarter of this year. It looks like it may reaccelerate to 30 to 35%. The numbers aren't completely calculated, but that's what it looks like. So that's what got me interested. So then I hooked up with some guys from Portugal who were starting a hedge fund, PhD physicist. We've now uh, looked at the data and basically every European country, the UK, Australia, uh, obviously the US, and uh, we're going to do Canada soon. And it's the same story. There was a mixed shift of excess mortality in 2020 to 2021 from old to young. And uh, the disabilities is just an extension, our analysis of that. But, 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 but hang on for a second. The, 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 even the deceleration in the number, in the increase in the number would somehow coincide, because I want people to understand, Denmark and certain countries that were the most adamant about everybody vaxxed and the big Wall Street firms who are in the information business. That when you cut down Goldman Sachs and uh, and and BlackRock and uh, and Morgan Stanley, their basic business is the information business. So they're supposed to be to get it earlier and to be able to monetize it quicker and smartly. So I think Goldman Sachs and and, and Morgan Stanley and other investment banks and people started to get away from the absolute ironclad mandatory vaccinations they started to ease up somewhat on that yeah so morgan stanley and goldman sachs this summer quietly dis, uh dispensed with their vaccine mandate uh made some headlines but not not a lot of fanfare i you know i, I know that nomura uh japanese bank has done the same thing so that you know it's it's quietly 
uh, going on on Wall Street. And you got to remember, Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs led the charge. They, they uh, mandated vaccines ahead of the executive order in the summer of 2021. So they led corporate America. In fact, if you were a CEO of a company and wanted to raise capital and go into the offices of Morgan Stanley, uh, you couldn't enter their offices unless you were vaccinated. That's that's how draconian they were in 2021. Has the have you noticed around the world as this evidence is becoming irrefutable uh, that you're seeing the countries, whether it's England, Denmark, others, quietly without a lot of fanfare, start to 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 back off this? And even the Biden administration didn't put up a big fight. And, and, and a lot of the hardcore biomedical industry people on, on MSNBC were going nuts. They didn't put up a big fight on taking off the, 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 uh, the, the mandate for the military going forward. And if this was all supposed to be so life or death, they just kind of walked away from that. Ed Dell. Yeah, Denmark, Denmark is the classic example. They were the most highly vaccinated countries. And uh, as I was writing my book, Cause Unknown, uh, we were looking, my team and I were looking at the Denmark excess mortality and it was such a disaster. They had excess mortality, uh, 21 above 20, 22 above 21 in every age cohort. So it was devastating Denmark. And Denmark in uh, September, while I was writing the book, uh, banned the vaccine for under 50 and said, basically, it's uh, better to get COVID than uh, the vaccine, which is Orwellian doublespeak for uh, your chances of living are better with the uh, COVID virus than the vaccine itself. So that's... It, it, that's what's going on. Is the quiet Homer Simpson back backing into the hedgerow, uh, saying "doe." The disability numbers. You will p- come out with those in the next couple of days after you talk to your team. Is yeah, that we can either, either today or understand? tomorrow? The the just so just to give you an idea of the number. Uh, I said on your show a couple of weeks ago, and to Senator Ron Johnson, it was about one point two million. We had calculated as of September twenty second. Uh, it's now about 1.7 million, uh, starting in February of 21 through November of uh, 22. 1.7 million employed people have become disabled, and uh, that's a big number. That's a huge number. And we're even looking at this in a different way. We're looking at this relative to those not in the labor force, those people, those individuals who decided to get fired or leave their job and not take the vax. And relative... Uh, to that number, the, the change in disability rate, rate of new disabilities for the, the employed population is about 553% above not in labor force. And the civilian labor force is about 435% above not in labor force. So what we're doing is we're looking at those individuals who decided to pay attention to their health and leave and not work versus those who stayed employed. So I've been saying this ad nauseum for the last two months. It's been detrimental to your health to be employed in 21 and 22. And I say that in my book as well, Cause Unknown. Okay. Cause Unknown uh, from Skyhorse. We can get it on Amazon. You go to the Skyhorse site. How do people follow you? By the way, if you're ever surprised every day you pick up the paper, died suddenly, died suddenly, these athletes, media figures, people in entertainment, uh, died suddenly, heart attack, blood clot, huh? What? Read Causes Unknown, Cause Unknown uh, by Ed Dowd. Ed, how do people follow you on social media? Because they got to, you, you're putting up great stuff all day long. Still banned on Twitter, uh, on Getter, <laughs> at, Ed, <laughs> at Edward Dowd. Uh, and uh, I have a, a personal website, theyliedpeopledied.com. And I also, you can check out the Humanity Project at financetechnologies.com, spelled P-H-I rather than F, where we basically have all the evidence of all the crimes, and the disability data will be there soon. 
Ed, uh, you're a hero and a patriot for this, and I hope the GIMP, Elon Musk, I call him the GIMP, I hope the GIMP understands he's not going to be taken real until Miles Guo, Ed Dowd, and other people up there are on Twitter nonstop. Thank you, sir. Honored to have you on here. Thank you, Steve. This is why Tony Lyons is such a hero of printing these books. Okay, Dr. Paul Alexander, here's the question. You put forward your theory of the case is that Donald J. Trump was, now we know from Twitter about the coup of the FBI and the national security state. And now you're starting to get the Fauci, you're going to start getting these dumps. But they're guys, Taibbi and these guys, who are good, good guys and working hard, but not really experts in this field. You make the case in your book that Donald J. Trump, there was a coup against him by the biomedical security apparatus in Washington, D.C., in Big Pharma. Is that I just want to make sure I'm not putting words in your mouth. Is that correct? Is that your theory of the case? Yes, yes, Steve. And uh, the reality about it, and thanks again for having me on your show, Seasons Greetings. The reality about it is Trump was on a fast track to re-election. We were seeing it in the internal polls very early in 2020. Unstoppable. He was going to win most states, electoral votes, etc. But something happened post-March from those lockdowns and school closures. And what Fauci and Burks did was they extended them and they lengthened them. And they used that to damage his presidency and damage his re-election. And, and I worked with people there. And because I think it's because of my island background, they thought that I was a Democrat, really. They confided with me in me with things that were that was, that was shocking to me that they literally said that they worked at CDC, NIH, FDA, NIAID, the deep state, there really is one, a bureaucratic deep state, to work against Trump on a day-to-day -day basis to make his messaging ungovernable, unmanageable, and devastating. And they did it. President Trump was not reelected. Let me ask you, in, in March is when they came with the lockdowns. You had the big Burks. Um, yes. Uh, and, and, and you've had um, Kushner's book come out, and you've had Pence's book come out. As you've read those two books compared to yours, where, where, where are the differences? Because you make a case that Fauci, Fauci and Burks were connected at the hip on this. Since they reported to Pence and to Kushner, who kind of give glowing reviews of these two, why are you, why are you, the, why are you the outlier in this? Well, I mean, the reality about it is I had a different view than most. Remember, I was working at HHS. Fauci and they, um, Redfield, Hahn, they all had sub-offices in my building. And they all trips in and out of my boss's offices daily. So I had privilege. I mean, there are things that I could never speak about. But I had the privilege of listening on many of their conversations. And I can tell the fight by President Trump against Fauci and Burks, against the CDC. President Trump was fighting the CDC and the teachers' unions behind the scenes, literally, to open schools. Because of the deaths, the suicides in young kids that we were seeing rolling up to the states, and Fauci and Burks conspired. Remember, Steve, I was actually marked to be fired by Fauci and his team because I wrote to the NIH and Fauci that you are flat wrong. You are wrong to keep schools closed. You are wrong to mask kids. And the message came back to me through Washington that we are going to fire you. We are going to cut your nuts off for going after Fauci. The real fight was between me and Fauci behind the scenes. I was waging that with Scott Atlas against Fauci and the NIH and CDC. Yes, it was a battle. President Trump is not president today 
because of the lockdowns and school closures that Fauci and Burks maintained, prolonged, and ensured. They worked against him. Burks said that in her book. She said, I slow walk data, I withheld data. This is a very this must be investigated by Jim Jordan, by Senator Johnson, and these people must be. Dr. Alexander, hang on. We're going to take a short commercial break. We're going to bring back Dr. Paul Alexander. Um, he's written a book that's pretty explosive about a coup that took place with the biomedical security apparatus to make sure that Donald J. Trump was defeated in the 2020 election and removed from office. We're going to return in a moment with Dr. Paul Alexander. Bring it on and I'll fight to the end. Just watch and see. It's all started. Everything's years have proven that we need to be prepared we constantly see government overreach attacks on our communication and energy grid worldwide conflict natural disasters and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy having reliable communications is essential now, don't get caught without reliable communication. And I'm here to tell you, your fragile cell phone simply won't cut it. It will not cut it. That's why I've partnered with the Satellite Phone Store, so you can stay prepared and assure your vital communication stays private. They're one of America's largest satellite telephone companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. Right now, they have a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Get a free Amerisat satellite phone, 150 monthly minutes, free United States domestic number, and free rollover minutes for only $99.95 plus tax per month with an annual agreement. Now, go to sat, that's S-A-T, 123.com sat123.com slash Bannon and get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That's sat123.com slash Bannon. Do it today. Take action. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand. And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business, almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with COVIDtaxrelief.org. Getter has arrived. 
the new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, want everybody on Getter, particularly this coming holiday weekend, full immersive experience. A lot going on in the Vatican. Uh, the Pope, uh, Pope Benedict is ill. We have Brazil, a lot going on in Brazil. Matthew Tierman and myself will be up on this on Getter. Uh, we'll be back here tomorrow morning, obviously, at 10 o'clock. The book is Presidential Takedown, how Anthony Fauci, the CDC, NIH, and the WHO conspired to overthrow President Trump. Now, we've got about five or six minutes here, Dr. Alexander. There was a meeting in March that both uh, the Kushner book and particularly the Pence book, and Pence was head of the task force, Talks about in the Oval Office where they presented at least one chart to convince President Trump to to do the lockdowns. To your knowledge, uh, and to your direct knowledge, was was there other analysis done that you be, would believe, if presented to President Trump at that moment in mid March, would have convinced him that the lockdowns were not necessary at the time? Because remember, the lockdowns to, to to what to flatten the curve about ICU capacity of ICU beds throughout the country. I think there are 100,000 beds, ICU. It was to make sure that we had capacity to handle other diseases and wouldn't overwhelm the medical system. Do you have direct knowledge there was other data at the time that should have been presented to President Trump that would have actually told him, hey, maybe we shouldn't do this? Thanks, Steve. Once again, listen, from what I understand and what I know, President Trump's gut feelings, gut, his own thinking was not to lock down, not to close anything. But you see, here's the key that the public needs to understand. President Trump also understood from an optics point of view that he's not a doctor, he's not a scientist. Very smart, brilliant guy, Wharton educated, brilliant. The problem, though, is for him to stand against what the scientists were telling him. And that was his problem. His problem was he was going to go against Fauci and books that he inherited. So he, ha- he trusted them. That's a very important thing. He trusted their counsel and he gave them the lead on the lockdowns. And that hurt him, that trust, because of the reality, Steve, is this. Very early on, we, maybe two weeks out from the lockdowns, we had data accumulating across the world that the asymptomatic transmission uh, statements were a lie. We had data showing us that COVID was amenable to risk stratification with a 1,000-fold difference in risk between 85-year-old Granny and 10-year-old Johnny, we knew at that point that the mortality rate was not 3.4% that Tedros at WHO had said to spook the world. We knew the infection fatality rate was already below 1%. So we knew it was at seasonal influenza or even below. And the reality about it is they spooked Trump principally, Steve, with the flawed, fraud PCR test. It is that PCR test with those infections daily that they were putting up on those charts on the task force podium that was spooking Trump and spooking all of us because they were showing us infection, but they knew that the PCR was over-cycled over 24, 25. Once you cycle that test, and it's a process, it's not a test, over 24, 
you are going to get as much as 95% false positive. I am trying to tell the American people, Fauci and Burks locked the society down in 2020 and parts of 2021 with 95%. 95% of you who were taken out of the workforce, taken out of schools, businesses shut down. That's why so many committed suicide. It was false positives. That's the issue. It must be investigated. They knew, they knew they were defrauding Trump with that fraud PCR test. Because today, John Ioannidis at Stanford shows that the infection fatality is 0.05 per person 70 and below. We should have never, ever, ever locked the society down. We had early treatments. We had effective treatments. The McCollum, they were telling Trump, telling them, this is what will work. Do not lock the society. Open up. Protect the vulnerable. Protect granny in the nursing home. Protect her, yes. But let the rest of society live freely. No school closures. Listen, Sweden, Sweden operated with zero school closures, zero masks for all their children and not one death. Targeted interventions for those that had chronic or had uh, comorbidities. One last thing that we've harped on. I want to hear from you. The chart they put up was a mortality chart on on projections. And one of the things we kept hammering on is that they were going to the University of Washington, Seattle. They were going to, I think, Southampton University in in England, and they were going to Hong Kong. Many, uh, and I think Johns Hopkins, people were putting up their own modeling. Did you? And I kept asking, is this like a company? Why, why don't I see Fauci's model? Why don't I see Burks's model? Why don't we see CDC? I'd like to see the government's model, not their assessment of this kind of blended, like a real clear politics poll. We only got a minute. Did you ever see by firsthand any internal modeling that they actually did on their own that was different from just taking compilations or looking at third party modeling on mortality, sir? No. And the thing is, Burke said in her book, we knew once we got Trump to bite for the first two weeks, we, we got him. We know we'll get him to extend. Once he closes down, it's over. They knew what they were doing. And you are correct. There's no government modeling. These people are the most inept people, non-consequential. I don't understand how they got to the positions, Fauci and Burke, that they did to lead this pandemic. And... They were depending on the imperial modeling. These are corrupted, man-made, bogus political models meant to deceive the public. Uh, Steve, no lockdown in the United States and the world world. No school closure. We did the science. We did the research. Every single thing Fauci and Burks, and that task was it failed. D- Dr. Arzana, we got a bolt. How do people get to the book and how do they get to you on social media, sir? Well, the book is at uh, Amazon, uh, similar to Ed Dowd, et cetera. Um, it's called Presidential Takedown. You can get it at Amazon. Um, how Fauci et al. worked to topple President Trump. I have my Substack at uh, Co- Alexander COVID News. I'm supporting the wellness company that helped right now. And you could also find me at drpaulalexander.com. Steve, once again, Doc- say hello to Vish and your team. Merry Christmas. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Dr. Paul Alexander, hero and patriot. Ladies and gentlemen, follow the war room. Totally action-packed all Christmas week. 
with explosive breaking news. The signal, not the noise. Years have proven that we need to be prepared. We constantly see government overreach, attacks on our communication and energy grid, worldwide conflict, natural disasters, and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy. Having reliable communications is essential. Now, don't get caught without reliable communication. And I'm here to tell you, your fragile cell phone simply won't cut it. It will not cut it. That's why I've partnered with the Satellite Phone Store, so you can stay prepared and assure your vital communication stays private. They're one of America's largest satellite telephone companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. Right now, they have a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Get a free Amerisat satellite phone, 150 monthly minutes, free United States domestic number, and free rollover minutes for only ninety nine ninety five plus tax per month with an annual agreement. Now go to sat, that's S-A-T, 123.com sat123.com slash Bannon and get your device today don't put it off life can change in an instant that's sat123.com slash Bannon do it today take action War Room Posse you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies they resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency.